welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is October 19th, 2017. Got a weird day today. Um, well, today, I'm actually pretty excited today. It's kind of a fun day today. We started construction on back patio. Uh, that's all fun until we found out that the back end of the house, uh, they were using the sidewalk as the foundation for the house. Now, if you're not in construction, that's fine. Uh, f- sidewalk ain't foundation by any stretch. Uh, so that caused... I have a whole list of problems in my head right now of how to save the backside of my house, but that's, that's not a big deal. In better news, uh, they also found a gun buried in the backyard. Anyway, if this is your first time listening to RSF Radio, this is a show where we talk about uh, everything that's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter. Uh, this is actually also the first episode that's filmed in front of a live studio audience. How are we doing out there, folks? Woo! All right. Don't get the dog all riled up. Yeah, you don't, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, let's get into it, folks. First up. Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to bring something up uh, real quick. Uh, on the 4th, November 4th, we are running a charity stream, a big long stream for Extra Life. Uh, that will be a 24-hour event. We're going to raise donations the entire time. All of that money, this is for the kids, for sick children. Um, all of this benefits the children's miracle network Uh, if you're not familiar with it there are links in that particular uh, that particular thread i'll share that some well that'll definitely be in the comments Uh, so hit that up if i just want to start the show off with that Uh, but that won't again that won't be until november 4th Uh, and more information we're going to share a schedule at some point later we'll get guests and all that stuff uh for the whole entire show it'll be a fun time uh but again entirely for the kids uh, and at the expense of our health. Um, the other announcement I kind of want to make is that uh, Geese Gym is in... So I, I got this beta. You guys like text adventures? Do you remember those like... I asked my wife this and she couldn't remember the kinds of books where it was a choose-your-own-adventure where you could, it, you'd like turn the page and it's like, do you choose to go open the red door or flush the toilet? And then... She, you obviously open the red door and it's like turn to page 23 and then you turn to page 23 and it's like your your father beat you because you didn't flush the toilet the end that was bad choose your own adventure don't read that book but Keith Jim has choose your own adventure now and uh it's it's only in beta i plan on adding probably at least images if not if not gifts at some point not entirely sure where it wants to go but uh hit that link hit play test it out let me know if things are like misspelled or bad uh but that in general is the is the setup it basically walks new players through how to learn how to play fighting games uh it it is hard intentionally uh so try it out see if you can win the first round here's a hint you can't anyway moving on first real news of the day this one was posted at the start of the week uh, which was a really cool dudley uh combo extravaganza let's say uh just a whole bunch of fresh comp not necessarily fresh because it's an old game but like fresh combos uh dudley and street fighter 4 was so much fun to watch uh you'd have smug in there just styling all fools doing combos that aren't necessarily even 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not meter meter friendly, let's say, at the expense of his bar. Um, but it it is it is a joy to watch someone play at that high level of skill. And then you got like some fun overhead mix-ups in there, and just knowing the one frame links that are involved in the the just frame cancels and stuff. It's it's some good stuff. Uh, so what else is next? Uh, okay, uh, this one was posted by. Um, Michael Martin himself, uh, he was like, "Hey, you guys, I got these pro talks going on. I would like to hear like that. This is part of his job, obviously. He's the social media manager, but he wanted to know. He was asked us, the community, what do you guys want to see in the CPT? And a lot of people spoke up. He is constantly digging back into that. This thread is already very long, but just do a top level thing or maybe reply to one of his comments if he's if he said something. Uh, but he's asking us what you would want to see from the CPT. And there's a lot of really good responses in there. Um, so maybe at least read through that. Uh, maybe you disagree or agree with some people's uh, opinions on how the CPT should be run. But I mean, he, he definitely has some say in what goes on, uh, at least for next year's CPT. He's planning already. They're already in the planning phase, so I'll be interested to see what maybe some people have to say. Maybe there's some golden ideas out there. Uh, let him know. He's he's reached out to us, so it's you know, let's take advantage of that. All right, next one I want to bring up. Uh, really fun uh, clip shared by uh, High Fight. Uh, really, I only bring this up because it's. There wasn't a Say Jam clip of this on his own YouTube channel, but I would highly recommend checking Say Jam's YouTube channel out. Um, dude's been doing a lot of uh, streams and clips recently of him just sharing general FGC stuff, um, talking about how to analyze matches, um, and just overall is a good informative uh, channel to watch. Uh, this one was just happened to be clipped by High Flight because High Flight also, by the way, if you don't follow High Flight on Twitter and you're part of the FTC, do yourself a favor and follow that dude. Place no flash, no flash from the audience. Thank you very much. No flash. <laughs> Sorry about that, just goofing on my wife. Um, no, follow this dude because uh, he's always sharing the most hype clips from pretty much all of the week's past events, and then just like little niche stuff like this that uh, so succinctly pulls in together an idea of here's a cool thing that happens in fighting games. Uh, so highly recommend checking that out. Uh, okay, here's some cool information. A little backstory on this. Uh, so someone, uh, one of our users, decided, okay, I'm going to post... Now, who are the master ranks? Who are all the master ranks? How many? What's the character distro in terms of master ranks? Uh, and it was a pie chart, and it there were some some errors, and he forgot to include some characters. Sorry, Ed got left out. That's a little unfortunate. But uh, another user stepped in and said, "Okay, instead of a pie chart, let's just get fully comprehensive. Let's go down the list, show buttload of information concerning. He's got your from gold to master rank, all of the characters uh, in lists of how many how many players have reached that as their uh, their selected character. So whatever character shows up on their profile is, which isn't exactly uh, correct in some instances because some people have don't necessarily main the character who is blocked to their their profile. Don't worry about it. Um, but 
Uh, a lot of really cool things that you can kind of discern from this chart. You see Bison riding the top all the way through. So Bison, A, popular character online, uh, and B, does well online categorically across the board. Uh, or, I mean, because look, there's 27 and a 37 Ultra Diamond and Master Bisons. That's... That is staggeringly high, considering how some people view Street Fighter V as a somewhat random game. Also considering that anti-airs are, let's say, uh, kind of important. And Bison might not have the best anti-airs. He kind of has to, you have to play around your anti-air. You have to kind of use, like, be good at using Crouching Light Punch as an anti-air. Crouching Light Punch anti-air. It's wild. Uh, but he has some, like, interesting mobility options that kind of allows him to avoid that. He also does some really good scrub killer stuff, so that's why you see him kind of just tearing through all of like bronze and rookie and all that stuff. It's not that hard to get to get your points with Bison. Uh, also, something that I want to point out from this, you see, and this is this one kind of makes my heart sad. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of information to glean from, from this chart. Uh, he highlighted a couple of names that just to, that are somewhat stand out in terms of uh, where they place on the chart. He didn't highlight everybody. He didn't color code everybody because it would look like a hot mess. And I, I think that may, so there is no like meaning to the color code. If you happen to be looking at this chart with me right now, uh, but something you can see here in gold top player Ryu by like a country mile, super gold Ryu that gap kind of closes a little bit. Ultra gold Ryu. That gap's getting a little, a little tighter, and then he just drops. Uh, look at that! It's, it's just like a, it's like a parabola, right? He just falls down and Ryu gets exponentially worse as his competition uh, rises in the skill, and I think that kind of speaks volume to the character and where he's at right now. Really hoping for changes uh, with Ryu uh, in season three. Even his just his new V trigger stuff in in AE. I'm hoping that that will kind of bring him back. Uh, there's kind of some other stuff that you might want for Ryu. Maybe even share in the comments what you would want to see in in Ryu. Uh, I've kind of proposed a couple of ideas where it's like maybe give him a fake fireball. Maybe make quarter circle forward light kick a fake fireball. Uh, that can't that is f like very fast uh, maybe make stand hard punch always cancelable I think that could be fun they could do some fun stuff with that um, give him give him some Oki <laughs> like you took it away in season 2 he has nothing really in comparison with the rest of the cast that's that's really what makes him drop off significantly I think is the his ability to create pressure options uh, specifically off of throw in his various knockdowns um and there's some, there's like make his light punch fireball move slower, make his hard punch fireball move faster. Like there's even, even that would make at least somewhat of a dent in how he seems. Give him some damage and some okey. That's all he needs. But anyway, take a look at that chart. A lot of cool information can be gleaned from that. Uh, next up. Okay. This is the main topic of today's episode. Ready for this one. Hold up. Okay. Don't know if you guys have been up on your news, but. A uh, new character announcement, finally. I've never heard of this character before. I had no idea this was coming. I was so excited. Um, for those of you listening at home, that's being facetious. This was leaked like months ago. Uh, Zeku. Uh, very excited about Zeku. He actually looks like a lot of fun. And you can see this was something that made that made me really smile. Uh, and I commented about this uh, 
especially like when they made the announcement on Twitter and stuff like that. But it was really cool to see, and this typically happens around new character announcements, but it was very cool to see a majority of the community, many players who have already fallen off of, of Street Fighter V, come back and say, you know what, there's still, there's something about that Capcom flair with the character design and how they choose to do things with like character reveals, like move sets, stuff like that. There's something very uh, tangibly attractive about how they how they do that. And it was really interesting to see all of the new players or all the even old players come in and say, I could be excited about this. I want to get into that Bushin style. I want to know what that's about. Especially, especially when you see Ziku, Zeku change forms for the first time. Because if you haven't seen the trailer yet, uh, and if you were there live, I'm sure this blew your mind. Where he starts out as old Zeku, you were like, okay, old Zeku. That's that's kind of what I expected. The silhouette showed. That's kind of what I had prepared myself for. And then he just turns into Strider halfway through. Like if if this is just like sight unseen for the first time, you're like, now wait a minute. He done turned into Strider here. What's going on there? And it, it just it it kind of broke people for a little bit. And and since then, uh, we've all kind of been walking through. Well, like, what does all of this even mean? What does his move set look like? Uh, and there's actually well, by the way, you can know what his move set looks like because uh, they posted it on a CFN. Uh, he's got two styles. He can change forms. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, two, and it's not just it's not just forms in terms of what specials he has available to him, uh, and maybe even like half of his normals, like uh, Vega can. Not a stance change like that. It is a fully form change. Uh, the only thing that's really consistent throughout is his V trigger and how that works. Even his V skill is different. Um, it it effectively works the same way, but it the way that he applies it is different for example when he uses his v skill in his strider form uh it's it's more of a straight on thing whereas his old ziku form it does like an uppercut that pops him up into the air then you see the teleport behind very cool uh but check out this moves list uh we, we'll kind of touch on this uh, near the end of the show uh but it's all there on cfn they have not put yeah no they have not posted the the frame data yet for uh, for either version, but you can at least uh, take a look at the form. And I think a lot of people, just by looking at, at Ziku's Strider form, going, okay, this is this is very reminiscent of Guy. He has a lot of the same target combos as Guy. Uh, he's got like wall jumps, uh, cool stuff like that. And when when they got it, we'll get into it later. But when they got into testing stuff live uh, on the uh, Winter Stays On stream. It, he acts a lot of the same way. There's some, with some caveats we'll, we'll get into, but the the reveal trailer itself was was exciting. It was cool to see the community kind of gather back around, gather around and say, hey, no, we got a new, we got a new character. There's AE coming out. Let's get excited about stuff. It, it might not change the certain things about the game you like yet, but it was just cool to see people get excited again. Uh, what else? Okay. Oh, speaking of which, we want to talk about uh, Zeku, uh, there's a Discord up. This one didn't get a whole lot of coverage, but uh, check this one out. Sharing this one in the comments, uh, hop right in. Uh, Hatson's been doing a buttload of work in terms of what he's been breaking down from the WSO stream, uh, from the reveal trailer, all that stuff combined. Uh, dude has been in there putting in work and just taking a look at stuff, kind of breaking it down uh, and just 
you know, there's also like some people who just want to post fan art and see like some Zeku doing some cool ninja stuff, you know, flips and shit. All right, uh, and then this this thread was just fun in terms of uh, Zeku stuff because there are tons of little Easter eggs, little tiny Easter eggs, uh, with how how Zeku performs all of his specials, his movements, uh, his forward jump, for example, looks like a strider. Uh, but this thread in particular, there's a ton of like of like lore stuff, and from what. Um, Matthew Edwards, the street writer, fr- follow at the street writer, the at the street writer on Twitter. He got a man I'm so jealous of that name. That's a banging. That's a banging Twitter name. So jealous that he got that. But anyway, that's 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 my personal problem. Uh, however, uh, Matthew Edwards' Twitter profile. I mean, he he was very. He seemed to be very excited about you know, Ziku's lore. Let's say his story mode, which I mean, me personally, uh, when I dig into Street Fighter V story mode, it's uh, just for the points. But to hear someone say that they actually got excited about it, looking at it, and it wasn't just like a joke, funny thing, and the maybe the art was cool. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'll read it this time. Maybe that's enough to entice me to get into it. But with that said, uh, there is a ton of little. Little neat little little things, little things that Ziku shares with Strider. Um, I saw someone posting here that his uh, his I think his quarter circle forward kick, the kick slash when he's in old Ziku form, makes the same slash sound as Strider's blade. That's kind of cool. It's just like neat little touches like that that make it. It's a it is a interesting flourish on a character, let's say. Uh, they didn't have to do that. I think it has gotten a lot of people very excited about this character. Uh, and the big one, the big doozy at the end. Watch this in its entirety if you are excited about Zeku. It is two and a half hours of digging into the character. Um, I actually... <laughs> I'll dig into this at the end, but... Give him a dig at the end, but uh, check this one out. This is kind of all I know about the characters from this particular stream. They walk through all of the normals in both forms, all of the jump attacks, all of his special moves, how his V-trigger works. And it's very interesting to see how this character uh, goes from that one form to the other and how they will be played differently. Uh, then at the end of the show, they get into live matches between uh, some top players in the region. Uh, and it's it's cool to watch these top level players pick up this new character for the first time and immediately start doing old guy stuff and not old guy stuff old guy stuff uh you see him do like some run stop pressure some interesting stuff like that like using the bushin flip in some interesting ways um it's it, it was it was cool to just how, watch them adapt on the fly like that because it was the first time that they had gotten that character in the hand. So you'll you'll hear them asking like, "What's his anti air?" And then they'll be like, "We tested this earlier. It's it's this button. Press crouching hard punch." Um, and so it, it was. This is a very informative uh, archive of that stream. Uh, again, that link would be posted in the comments. Uh, but gen- just gen- my general opinion on Ziku, I, I feel like he will probably end up being okay tier. Uh, this is very early opinions. Um, just because 
Well, he always starts in old form. That's for one, uh, which is okay. You know, I mean, he's got some really good ranged options uh, to keep people away in the old form. I think he deals some pretty massive damage when you start in old form. I think, so. I think that's actually where you'll get a lot of your damage from. I think you'll see a lot of people go into let's say if you're in strider form and you see a whiff DP, you'll see stance change before they crush counter punish. I just think that he's probably capable of doing more damage starting out in old Ziku form. At least that's some of the combos that he showed, like max damage combos starting about a with a uh, crush counter stand hard kick. Uh that's the other thing in old form. All of his heavy buttons deal crush counter damage. Uh, and he can do some really cool, like, crush counter, crouch hard punch into the uh, the hard kick, like, Sonics, I think. He's just got some cool moves, you know? Um, and it's... But the one pitfall, I will say, is that he is still working within the confines of Street Fighter V. Uh, I think his Strider form will be pretty useful he'll get those little touches of damage i think he might have the same i think he'll have the same problem that ibuki has when she is without resources in that she kind of has to give up damage and mix up potential if she doesn't have the resource and i think that'll be true of ziku uh, i don't think that without v trigger uh, or at least a little bit spending a little bit of bar he won't be able to deal like that much damage. The one cool thing that I will say is that he does have combos that lead into like the those types of hard knockdowns of a of his his jumping command grab. Uh, something that I saw his EX palm uh, in Strider form causes crumple. And then he did the medium punch Hosanto, pops character up, and then he jumps forward out of that. This was not a jump cancel. He jumps forward out of the medium punch Hizanto and then grabs him with that airborne command grab. Very cool. And I think that will lead into, like, that'll be some good pressure off of that. But other than that, if you looked at, let's say, his hit confirms, what we saw was a crouching light punch to a standing light punch to start his, uh, his long target combo, which can either... And this is something that I don't think they tested in this stream that I actually want to test is the light punch, medium punch, hard punch, hard kick combo. Uh, Guy previously was able to combo after that hard kick in the corner, only in the corner, uh, because they, they would flip up uh, and he would spend a little bar to combo afterwards. Uh, that said, he's got the other version as well, which is the down hard kick, which does the grab that throws them behind. So if you are in the corner fighting out of the corner, I think that's some, that's a good option to just do a side switch, but check the damage on that off of a light. That's not a lot of damage. And he didn't really get any Oki off of it unless again, he was in the corner. So I think that that's going to be a problem for Zeku. Uh, and also that all he really got was outside of that was medium punch, medium punch, Crouching medium punch, stay medium punch, I think was the combo. Uh, and in that sense, it's just, it's still working within the confines of how typical Street Fighter V combos work. And the other thing that's not good about Ziku is that he doesn't necessarily have uh, air resets, even though, uh, from what I saw, and this could not be true because they didn't test every airborne button, so I would want to, I kind of want to test this out. I'd like to get my hands on the character, but uh, his EX Zanto he can actually jump cancel out of. The only thing they really showed him do was combo into his jumping command grab. 
but they didn't test everything. I, I think they said that they might have tested everything, but didn't show it. So it's kind of one of those, like, I want to see it with my eyes first. Uh, and just see someone jump cancel out of that and leading to, like, an Ibuki mix-up, you know? Like, having her jump cancel stuff and, like, uh, do her air resets off of a EXQ9. Like, that kind of stuff. I want to say that stuff was, I think, if he had that, then offensively he would be very strong. Uh, but as it stands, a lot of his stuff, I think he gives up some pressure. He might have some dash forward, light punch, follow-ups to some combos. But otherwise, I think that's all he'll really get it. And especially when he's in old form, he doesn't really get any follow-ups off of any of his knockdowns. But I will say in old form, he does have Invincible Reversal with his EX DP kicks. Uh, he has maybe a three-frame jab in old form. Not too sure. I'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, but... He's got some really good ways to keep you out as old Zeku. He's got some really cool anti-air combo stuff. He just... It's kind of a wash for me. He seems like maybe upper mid-tier for me right now. I'm not... I will not commit to saying that he'll be top tier. He'll be interesting. Another thing to say is that his Bushin, Bushin run... Uh, his run-stop combos puts him at probably more of a disadvantage than... Ken or Laura. So at that point, you're like, you're going to give guy, you know, the Bushin run? Who invented the Bushin run? Come on. Like, give him, give him that little bit of pressure. That's what I want to see. How did I know that? How did I know that frame data? All thanks to Hatson. Hats off to, um, I almost said it. I know that was a bad pun, and I almost said it out loud. I, yeah, my, mm, I'm, yeah, the crowd's saying no to that one. Man, just all these dad jokes not blowing over. Dog liked it, though. He's looking at me lovingly. I got one fan. Anyway, uh, Hatson compiled all of the assumed frame data off of digging into the available videos, going in frame by frame, uh, and just taking a look at you know what he could glean from that information. Uh, you can see here health it's done at that missed a zero there it's not 10 it's not 10 uh, but this was all of the and there's a couple cool stuff to take a look at he's got a fast critical art that's cool uh, causing a hard knockdown that you can't back rise from 22 frames or so and he's got a good forward dash in young and old form uh, his by the way his back dash similar in terms of frames but when he is young Ziku his backdash goes nowhere it goes nowhere it's it does not look very good at all if in terms of escape, the other backdashes that the newer characters have uh, Ed for example but uh, as you can see stand light punch maybe as old Ziku is three frames maybe not entirely sure could be four frames uh, but Again, just looking at this frame data kind of gives you an idea of, you know, this, well, interpreted frame data. Not sure if this will be the his final form or not. He seems pretty finished, at least when they got their hands on him. But from what we saw, uh, this was kind of what was uh, determined. Uh, you'll probably see a lot of medium punch to light punch combos with old Zeku, unless it's crush counter combos, which then could deal big butt damage uh, some cool stuff that we saw was a stand hard punch as old Zeku stance change uh, which is down down punches uh, and then I oh, was it stand apart mm, I might be thinking of 
crouching, hard punch. What combo is it here? He listed it. Let me actually just take a look. No, yeah, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Um, and this is actually a pretty good assumption to make, is that stand hard punch canceled into the form change uh, puts him at about plus four on hit and he was safe on blocks he's probably minus two so that kind of gives you an idea of maybe on block that'll be a that'll be a fun thing to do you'll probably be even if not maybe have the advantage uh, when you do a raw stand hard punch at the stance change that might just be some free pressure you might see people go into that might be his like v reversal bait at that point uh but again, this is all assuming, uh, because one of the things that we saw was uh, them do a stand hard punch combo into stance change combo into stand light kick uh, as in the young form, and then continue the combo after that, which dealt some some really cool damage, um, really fun combos that way, especially in V Trigger when he gains like that Feng Shui engine kind of thing going on. Uh, it's really he like takes these little parts from all these other characters, and it's like why give one character so much power? But then also like kind of have it dulled if you kind of look at all dig into this frame data or assume frame data, I should say. Uh, but yeah, dig into all this stuff. Um, Hatson has this stuff posted over at the Zeku Discord, which was mentioned earlier. Uh, so hop into that link and check all this stuff out. Um, lots of cool stuff to look at. Uh, in particular, where is it? Where is it? Uh, yeah, like young Zeku or old Zeku's uh, DP kicks kind of digs into that frame data there. Uh, looks like it has invincibility. EX probably fully invincible. Hard kick looks like it has upper body invincibility. Uh, so that can be a really cool way to, to anti air with Zeku. Uh, get your damage in that way. Um, even got the at least the startup on the V skill, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, dig into if you happen to be a a nut for for frame data. If you want to dig into the numbers, show me the numbers. Um, highly recommend checking that out or hitting up Hatson in the ZQ Discord. And that just about wraps up the portion of covering what's been going on this week in our Street Fighter. So now onto our next segment, which is user questions. Uh, just got going to kind of wrap it up here a little bit quicker this week. Covered a lot of questions last week. Just going to answer one question uh, fairly quickly. And this question is from Dr. Clock. And he asks, and more words than this, but the general gist of the question was, how do you identify a character as a quote unquote grappler? Uh, and I thought, just looking at this question, I thought this was pretty easy, but then digging into it, it's it's not so easy, especially when you consider what things are like in in Street Fighter V. Uh, and I'll tell you why I kind of jumped to that conclusion. But you, at first, you look at you look at Zangief. You go, Zangief is the quintessential grappler, hard for him to get in. Uh, this isn't like, by the way, full disclosure, folks. This isn't like a. Webster's definition of grappler in fighting games by any means. This, is, this isn't even like a Brooklyn definition of what a grappler is. This is just a loose interpretation of what I think a grappler looks like, specifically in Street Fighter. Mm, yeah, maybe just in general. But anyway, a grappler basically means, to me, is has a difficult time getting in on his opponent. Uh, but that does not mean 
that they are without options in the neutral. Typically, in my mind, grapplers actually have really good buttons in the neutral. Uh, it's just they don't have the walk speed to position themselves to use them uh, with more effectiveness, to effectively use them. Uh, so when you get characters with faster walk speed, you might have a great stay medium punch. But if your opponent can walk out of that range and easily whiff punish you, stay medium punch, that doesn't mean anything. If they can easily walk back out of range because your forward speed is too slow, uh, so lower mobility, lower mobility with, but that doesn't mean that they can't have specific mobility options. Um, in Street Fighter Five, Zangief doesn't really have mobility options. His knee is okay. It's got a lot of startup, a lot of recovery, goes over certain loads. That's pretty all right. But again, like in its totality, it's fairly slow. His forward dash still pretty slow. Uh, but what he makes up for it is in range of command grab. And I think that this is key to specifically characters that can be defined as grapplers, uh, which is something that that Dr. Clock asked in the longer forms question is that, well, some characters have really good throw, the games that rely on pressuring with a throw, but specifically to grapplers, there's a very important... Uh, property of command grabs and that command grabs cannot be teched so you have to take risks to avoid being command grabbed and a good grappler typically has long range on that command grab which puts it in your mind that you are in danger of being thrown typically with a fast command grab at ranges where you are not typically in that kind of danger uh, for example, there's just some ranges where in certain matchups where characters just want to do crouching light punch. They might not be in range for that crouching light punch, but they'll put it out there just in case their opponent hits a button, and that'll stuff them. Not the case in grappler matchups. They always have to worry maybe that's off the table. Just crouching and blocking after a block string is kind of a dumb move if you fight a grappler. That's what they want you to do. They want you to just sit on your hands because then they'll grab you. Also important to that is their ability to capitalize on that damage after landing that command grab. It's not just that they can get the command grab, it's that they will have the opportunity to pressure you again after said command grab, or maybe put you in that dire situation because they spent the entire match getting in on you, presumptive, presuming that that's how this particular grappler works. Now, I, there are some uh, caveats to this. Like, I think I think Laura has pretty good ways of getting in. I think she has some good buttons. She's even got a projectile. Does that mean she's a grappler? I think it does, because you should be worried about her landing a command grab. She might not necessarily have the best follow-ups after her command grab, as, as other characters, but it definitely puts that risk in your head and stops you from blocking. Maybe try to jump out of damage maybe get counter hit out of out of wake up uh, and that kind of stuff leads into big damage which is what the grappler is actually looking for um, and then this uh, Dr. Clock brought up Alex has command grab but he doesn't get any options off his command grab and when Alex is a grappler hmm but he doesn't. That's just one of those things. I think Alex needs a lot of buffs in season three. I'm looking forward to making Alex great again. 
Uh, I love seeing those highlights posted to our Street Fighter. Those are very exciting every time I see it. Uh, and I, right now, <laughs> I just don't think that uh, he has the Oki option. But still, in those heart of hearts, he still has you worrying about being command grabbed, which I think is a very key factor when you consider grappler how you define a grappler character so maybe uh let, hit me up in the comments let me know what you guys think your your definition of a grappler is uh because when you apply this to like other fighting games like if you look at kof everybody's a grappler who cares right like there are certain characters who have better options well in terms of command grabs but it's just in general it's like come on man like soul bad guy in Guilty Gear has a command grab. Does that make him a grappler? It makes him pretty effective as a character, but I don't know. There's, that's a, that is a much longer conversation in terms of scope, uh, uh, in terms of what defines a, a grappler, but uh, let me know in the comments. Uh, and our last, which leads us into our last bit, no grapplers here, folks. Uh, here is actually the part where we get into some fighting game history. We go over some historic matches, uh, maybe just an offbeat match from out of nowhere that you might have missed. Uh, but this week's, we talk about one of my favorite matches. Uh, was here to, to watch it live. Uh, was Infiltration versus Gamerby, uh, Evo 2015. Uh, it, is, it is a long set, so buckle up, strap in. Uh, and it was pretty divisive, actually. Uh, even in the, the comments section when I posted this uh, to our Street Fighter, where a lot of people at the time, and this is actually very interesting to see. You can see the whole crowd kind of go this way. Uh, going into the match, Infiltration had been dominating so many tournaments. He was kind of the quote-unquote FGC bad guy, uh, just because of how strong he was, how dominating at the time he was in this game. Feistkopf went against Gamer B, who was really just the crowd favorite. Everybody loves Gamer B, and they really wanted him to win. They wanted him to get that that big W. They wanted to see him go into Grand Finals, which that is a whole other story. If you haven't watched all of 2015 Evo Grand Finals, all Street Fighter Four, I highly recommend you go do it. It is an extremely satisfying finals. Uh, but in this match in particular, they go into it. Everyone's going, kind of like, yeah, Gamer B. Like, I, I love Gamer B. I can't wait for Gamer B to win. But then you see just around the second set when every sing just about every single match goes to last match, last round with a bunch of timeouts or at least very close to timeouts, uh, the crowd starts to turn on Gamer B. Uh, they start saying, oh, he's just running away. He's playing lame. And it, and I'm sitting there like, he's playing very well. It, it takes so much mental strength to play that that well for that long uh, without throwing the match away, which didn't typically happen in a, in a lot of the sets uh, that you see uh, in this very long Losers Finals. Uh, it was actually a fun match. My wife was actually there for it. Uh, the Gamer B versus this is the match that turned her on Gamer B forever. Uh, she she just hates she hates his guts uh, because about halfway through the second or into the third set, she just looks at me and goes, "I know this be over." And I'm like, "Well, he's you know he's playing the long game. He's playing Elena here. You can see a lot of healing. Uh, you can see you know infiltration trying to get in different ways. And then he does that character change. And where this where this set ends up 
is just phenomenal in terms of it is the perfect best of five long set in my opinion it goes exactly where it needs to go it has the right kind of changes that it needs uh, and just near the end when it feels like it's let's put it this way it's a it's like a 90 yard putt and you it, it very you are just looking and it it sinks let's put it that way it is if to put things in golf terms it is a 90 yard putt with like tons of dips and dives through it goes through a windmill and you're like oh, i didn't think it was gonna come out the windmill and then right at the end and it is a thing of beauty highly recommend watching the whole thing but buckle up is a long set there's like a 10 minute no nah, not even 10 minutes it's like five minute break in the middle where infiltration needs like he <laughs> needs a minute uh and it's well worth it too because it pays off uh highly recommend checking this one out that will be shared in the comments uh, and in the description of the podcast, but that will do it. That will wrap it up for another episode of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday. You can catch me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or just Joe underscore Monday on Reddit or just post comments or questions to the Reddit post that you might be watching this through. I don't really care. If you want to get at me, you can get at me. I'm, I'm available. Um, but that will do it for another show. Again, thank you guys for putting up with a long episode this week. Just about an hour. That's oof, that's a little too long. That ooh, that's not true. Just looked at my timer and that's it was giving me a different number. But anyway, folks, that does it for another episode of RSF Radio. Take care, folks. See you next week.